0: This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey.
1: Bump is uh, pretty good.
0: But the reality is...
1: They don't know, man.
0: I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night.
2: Every day, anything we do, is Southern Miss To The Top. What's
0: going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, presented by... 4th Street Bar here in Hattiesburg. We're here with your break from all of the high resource five propaganda and the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We are here right now at 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg getting ready for some Monday night football. Sitting in with me now, one of the owners of 4th Street Bar, Slade White, what's happening Slade?
1: hey guys how y'all doing today happy to have y'all
0: appreciate you having us man we've had a we've enjoyed well we enjoy your your bar in the first place but we've definitely enjoyed having you guys a part of the show at this point
1: we appreciate what y'all do for southern mississippi and uh all the southern miss sports and uh and helping keeping like people like us in business you know like a we 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 have a big support system just as y'all do and we're happy to, that y'all can help put us out there on the map a little bit more.
0: So you got Monday Night Football going on tonight. What happens uh, here for Monday Night Football?
1: Man, tonight we are doing sliders. Uh, every every week we do some type of different food. Uh, this week it's a slider special. You get three sliders for five bucks. Next week might be wings. The week after that might be you know something different. So we, we have beer specials and food specials every Monday night.
0: So you've got... Uh plate lunches as well during the week
1: absolutely that's uh that's one of our hidden secrets that a lot of people that don't know about you know everybody knew this is the end zone but when we uh, kevin and i took it over we we definitely strive to have a quality product and um our plate lunches is something that we do every day until two o'clock 11 to 2 every day 8.95 all the food you can eat for that price and uh it's it's just a good meal and uh Everybody loves our catfish Fridays and our and our pork chop Thursdays for sure.
0: Family recipe on the catfish?
1: That's it. <laughs> you know that's uh, that's uh, goes back probably thirty years. That wow. That's something that I've had stored in my bank. And uh, we, I won't I won't tell you on the air, but I'll let you have a little dose of the seasoning it that season, I use afterwards. Yeah, it so. It's
0: all right. Well, oh, I nerd out every time I come in here because you got all of the propaganda on the wall. I, I'll walk around. It's like a damn museum in here. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, we uh, and that's what's cool. Like uh, when the uh, Mike and Gail left, they left a lot of stuff, and then we started discovering more stuff that was laying around or upstairs. But um, it's cool that the way that we presented it, I think, and kind of separated it out. And uh, not too long ago, I think half a far old team came in here with Shelton Gandy and this the center and a couple of different people, and they're like, "Man, I've got a I got a jersey in my closet." That uh, that I, it'd be better in here. So a lot of stuff is donated, like the picture on the wall behind you over here of the rock. You know, they had to get they had to get that approved, and you know, for the plane to fly low enough to take that picture, that was donated. So when people come in and see it, that are true diehard Southern Miss fans, they can spend hours just looking around.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Drinks are always cold. You got a friendly staff here. Always a good time at the Fourth Street Bar. So fans, come out, check them out. Game days, you guys are rocking and rolling.
1: Absolutely. We naturally we encourage you to go to the Rock or to the Pete or to the Greenhouse. But if uh, if there's a way that we can find the game on, I've got several different streaming methods, computers, whatever. I've even bought into another conference for a day to have it on. So if Southern Miss is on TV or online somewhere, we will have it. So you can you can guarantee that. So pop in and. Come see us and come uh, come hang out with us a little while.
0: Appreciate you coming on, Slade.
1: I appreciate y'all. Uh, you and J- you and Jason do a incredible job. Southern Miss to the top. To the top, baby.
0: Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops Tailgate Legend Jason Bailey.
2: Greetings and salutations, my man. It's a uh, you know w- what a good feeling after after a win at the Rock and in, in front of a, a good crowd, good solid crowd. Good night, great tailgating. Um, I think we're going to – Steve and uh, and Donnie just really stepped it up with the food they brought this time, man. So I felt like I was kind of baller out there. I don't know about you.
0: Oh, it was great. <laughs> Before we get to all the news of the weekend, for all of your home, auto, farm, and commercial insurance needs, contact Jason Baker at the Prestige Insurance Agency in Hattiesburg, 601-475-4995. He can help Golden Eagle fans anywhere in the state. Southern Miss to the top. Like you said, it was an incredible weekend. Mm -hmm. What about, I mean, we ran into so many people this weekend, and it was just such a good time going around and catching up with all the, the Golden Eagles, having the fellowship that
2: we were able to have there outside the Rock and inside the Rock as well. It was awesome. Uh, we knew a couple people were coming into town, like our good friend Chad Dickens. We knew he was coming, uh, but it was good to run into some other people, too. I'm going to forget all the names, because I met some of them like in the fourth quarter of the game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we sell beer at the Rock now, so that didn't go too well. But I, I appreciated them uh, speaking up, but we also, uh, it was the first time I've met our good friend Ernie from Houston. Yeah. Um, just happened to run across him. Those shirts, I guess, were a really good idea, even though as I was walking up, everybody thought I was Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know how my brother feels. Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was thinking of okay, all the people we ran into. I tried to. I'm not going to remember everybody. You mentioned Ernie, Chad Dickens, right? Rob Knight, Ryan Worsham, Brad Penny, Phil Scott, Margie Jepson, Smitty, Kevin Rogers, John Adam Hackney, and the like. I mean, it was it was a, it was a full crew out there as far as as far as the Southern Miss diehards go.
2: Super fun, man. Smitty's dad. Smitty's uh, dad was in the house. Yeah. Um, Chad's dad, dad. dad, yeah. Dad. Dad. with, with yeah. the buttons and all, and all those pins and stuff. At some point, we're going to probably dive a little bit more deeper into that. But that, that guy's been around for a long time and has pretty much documented every place he's ever been um, to watch the Golden Eagles play. So it's super cool to, to get to meet him in person. So we'll, we got some To The
0: Top Shirts made up, they look terrific. Uh, shout out to Elite Printing over there on uh, 40th Avenue. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing job with those. We're going to get more printed out. We're not we're not really selling them. We're kind of just giving them up to uh, to some of the hardcore fans some of our crew, getting them outfitted first. And as it goes along, we're going to get more and hand more of them out. So uh, keep listening. Uh, keep coming by and saying, hey, and hopefully we can hook you up at some point.
2: I'm still trying to work a visor into my contract.
0: We'll get you a visor. <laughs> I need a hat. I can't do visors with my cow legs.
2: <laughs> My bald spots about to make me go away with the uh, do away with the visor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're sitting here at the bar here 4th Street now. Let's talk about the game this past weekend mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. Southern Miss taking on the UTEP Miners. 31 to 13 was the final score with the Golden Eagles coming away with the victory. Very workmanlike performance from the Golden Eagles this weekend.
2: Yeah, it well, it, I, you know, from the from the onset, it looked like yeah, I mean, Southern Miss was the better team. Right, I think Southern Miss looked like the better team. We came out and we talked the week before. Was this going to be the game? We finally put everything together and just dominated. Um, and I think that we did. But as convincing as the win was, I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought there's at least three or four plays um, that we kind of missed on. That that I mean, that could have game. The game could have gotten ugly pretty quick. It really could have. And I thought. Yeah, I don't know if it was
0: a matter of – sometimes when we jump out to an early lead, we have a tendency to put the brakes on a little bit. And I would like to see a little more killer instinct moving forward. I really thought that – there wasn't a time where I didn't feel like we didn't have the game under control. I think they got back within, what, 11 points there towards twenty four thirteen 24-13, something
2: like that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not really out of reach at that point.
0: No, it's not. But given what they had, you know, on the day – I didn't really see anything bad in the game. We talk about good, bad, and ugly, but just some some performances to comment on. Jack Abraham, 19 for 28, 351 yards, three TDs. He was the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. Another, and, you know, 19 for 28, but I can think of at least three drops Mm -hmm. that should have been caught, if not more. Um, And that's with my blurred uh, memory (laughs) that I have from Saturday night. But right. Jack is really starting to come into his
2: own. He's, he's kind of making that move that Nick Mullins made in his junior year. Ooh, very good point. Um, and, you know, it speaks to the depth of our team, too. Jack Abraham with three TD passes on a day, zero picks, right? Yeah. But of those of the 19 passes that he completed, they were to eight different receivers. That's a lot. That's spreading the wealth around you. know, That's running the offense. That's not zeroing in on anybody. It's And, and it, it's probably um, – I think if I was quarterback, it would be kind of tough to not throw it to Quiz all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, single coverage or what I think is maybe single coverage, uh, I'm just going to throw it his way. But he doesn't. He works the offense, run through his, runs through his reads. And... Um, and this offense, man, when it's kicking, is a thing of beauty. So, uh, it was good to see Jack take control.
0: Well, you know, last year, he pretty much would key in on his receivers. So, now he's he's doing a little bit better of a job of spreading the ball around. Mm-hmm. He looks com- very comfortable in the pocket. I think he's, what, seventh in the country in QB rating right now, 84.8. Mm. That's not um, bad. 1,515 yards passing, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. So... You have to think that that's going to continue to get better as we don't have Alabama on our schedule again this year.
2: <laughs> right. But i tell you who is on our schedule this year. Uh, probably, I think, maybe the two other best teams in the league are coming up back-to-back. What do you think? North Texas, I think, is, is going to be a test, as well as Louisiana Tech. I know I, we got a bye next week, but uh, those two guys in a row, we can really take a hold of this conference.
0: I think that I think you're right. I think these two games are key. As far as them being the toughest, that remains to be seen and the reason i say that louisiana tech went to overtime with rice this past weekend mm-hmm. defeating them 23 to 20 i think right. i think rice is is going to try hard but i don't think that they're on the level of an upper tier conference team as of right now so but tech you know they have been volatile in the past they usually volatile when they play us so hopefully that 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 stays, you know, the same this season. Uh, North Texas definitely was the team to beat in the conference heading into this season, at least on the western side of things. And they've played a tough schedule. I mean, they they fell by what six to Cal. Uh, SMU lit them up pretty good. They've defeated Abilene Christian and UTSA um, and fell to Houston this past weekend. So I don't know if they're going to be as strong as. They were kind of anticipated to be, mm-hmm. but they're probably still dangerous. Dangerous with Mason Fine at quarterback.
2: Sure, and and La Tech, right? Both teams have the uh, Jamar Smith's a senior, also, right?
0: Correct. Correct.
2: That goes a long way. If oh, you got a guy who's taken that many snaps on for, for for both teams, North Texas and Tech, and not trying to look past anybody. But if we're talking about you know where we are and where we want to get to, we've pretty much got to go through those guys to get there, and um and it's nice to have. Uh, nice to have north texas at home yeah at the rock especially if we can have that kind of crowd that we had last week and i don't care there's only the shade over 23,000 people i don't care you know why because all 23,000 people were into it but you, you know, know the past 2 years that would have been a record
0: crowd pretty much wow, under great. the gilbert regime yeah. you know oh, yeah. that's For more sure. than we had against kentucky
2: if i'm not mistaken yes kentucky was 21 and some change i think so
0: so yeah, it was great
2: though look every even the people remember the people sitting behind us were texas yeah. people they're yeah. in town uh, what do they do? They come to a Division One football game because it's the best deal in the world, and they ended up sitting right behind us, which I don't know if that's the best deal in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: But um, but they're into it, man, and they're giving some to the tops, and and um, I, I I had an absolute blast.
0: So on the day, you, you start with the offense. So if you look at the the team stats on offense, Southern Miss had 519 total yards, 351 through the air, but 168 on the ground. And mm-hmm. we didn't have a 100 yard rusher, but I think 168 has to be our our best total thus far this year. It was really a decent day on the ground. I mean, we did most of our damage through the air. But, um, you know, Kevin Perkins, 11 carries for 65 yards. Uh, Michael Harris, who, by the way, um, 11 carries, 62 yards, rushing, and a touchdown. And then he had two receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. He was on the Horning Award uh, honor roll list this week. So, Congratulations he, to him.
2: He's an absolute Swiss Army knife out there, right? Yeah. Um, he reminds me a lot of what Mosley did last year. And, I, you know, I still think that we're probably going to get Mosley back at some point. So we, we are really developing an identity on offense. And you mentioned that we didn't have a 100-yard rusher. But if you combine those two guys, Perkins and Harris, 11 rushes apiece uh, for 127 yards and a TD. Yeah. Just put those two guys together. Everybody's doing it. Nobody yeah, has yeah. a feature back anymore. I mean, the Barry Sanders are gone. The Derek Nicks are gone, pretty right, much. Right. I mean, uh, so this is the way we do it. And they are just manufacturing ways to, to move the ball on the ground. And, um, you know, all the props in the world to, uh, to Buster and Scotty for putting for piecing this thing together. And um, and I think it's only going to get better as the year goes on. A receiving, a Quez
0: Watkins led the way with two receptions for 97 yards. That's a 48.5 average uh <laughs> not bad Along of 61 uh Jaylon adams five for 58 with a touchdown uh jordan mitchell four for 47 with a touchdown um also i didn't mention this you know rushing the ball but uh chandler rogers a true freshman they put him in a couple of plays let him run the ball out of the wildcat i was like who is 17 i thought i about didn't know it, either i was like i was like oh that's chandler <laughs> rogers so you know it's probably a situation where with these quarterbacks uh, they're only going to play them four games and try to redshirt all the backups because you really don't have to play all of them. So if you're playing Chandler Rogers in this game, you didn't play um, Jaden Johnson, you didn't play um, Whiteley. So they're going to get a red shirt for all those guys, right. which I think is huge for the future. But yeah. you can still use any of those guys. I mean, the rest of the season we got what, seven games left. You split that up three ways. You still can Richard everybody.
2: Right. Um, I, I still think I still think that Whiteley is going to make a difference in a few games but if you can have him make that difference in a few games and retain the red shirt with this four game rule I mean why wouldn't you yes yeah, a no-brainer yeah uh, defense you know
0: I will say this about the defense so they didn't look outstanding as far as you know you didn't really have I think we had what one turnover we were uh, with a fumble um, I don't I don't think our defense generated really any turnovers which is it's something I we kinda of thought we'd do this head into the season. But that being said, we only gave up two hundred and ninety-four yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. So you Any, know, anytime you can keep a team below three hundred yards, regardless of if it's the bottom rung team in the conference, it's still pretty solid outing.
2: Yes, indeed. And um I believe there's four total sacks on the on the day. I mean some right. guys had like half sacks here and there, but four total sacks on the day. Uh just from what I remember, uh Delmon Landry was in the backfield all night long. Uh, even if he might not have made the tackle in the backfield, but he he was in the backfield all night long, just disruptive. Um, so maybe that doesn't go down in the stat book. But when you when you when you're forcing a guy to roll, when you're um, when you're forcing the offensive lineman back into the quarterback, um, you know th- that 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 helps out the back end. So so yeah, I, I thought Delmon looked great, and so did a lot of other guys. But just you know sticking out and Kyle Hemby. Kyle Hemby made a bunch of tackles, you know yeah. so so yeah I thought it was a good defensive effort it still wasn't the best that we got which is good When you cannot play your best and still win 31 to 13 and completely put the brakes on in the fourth quarter yeah offensively um then uh, then that's a good that's a good sign because it, it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that we could we didn't have that ability against anybody I, I kind of thought
0: that I would have liked to have seen this light of the scoreboard a little bit more I mean I get it you got the lead. you know Hobson's got a little bower in him but um, you would like to see some more excitement you know you you think about the times where the stands were starting to get a little more packed um you know it was when we had offenses that could light up the scoreboard so you you kind of would like at some point you hope that all of it click just clicks and you can you know just fireworks there but you know 500 yards is is still a great day of of offense (laughs) right we just had some some points left on the field that we we probably should have had uh missed field goal i don't really fought that we had we made one he missed one it's what it is but um You know, a solid workman-like performance for the Golden Eagles heading into the much-needed bye week. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Jordan Mitchell with the block punt there in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't even know Jordan Mitchell was on the, what <laughs> was in there to, to be able to have the chance to do that. Um, right. That was actually while I was gone to get a beer, <laughs> and I looked up and said, "What do we do?" And that might have played into the offense. You know, we had 500 yards off. What was it, 515 or something? We had total total yards, somewhere right around somewhere around that 500 mark. Yeah. But you got to. I mean, one of our drives was from the two, after that blocked punt. You know, say he kicks that, and we start on our own 40 or whatever. That's 60 more or 50 more yards of offense if we scored two. So. That stuff went into it as well, but there are explosive plays all over the field. That's what this offense can do, Um, and I think that it's an offense that it doesn't really matter when we get behind. Playing from ahead might be more of a challenge, with the with you know having to we're not struggling to run the ball, but we don't have that feature back like we talked about. Um, So who are you going to lean on to just go ahead and just if you've got that nine point lead and just tick 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 tick. Um so maybe that maybe they're trying that. I don't know. Maybe they're trying that in the fourth quarter just to cuz I want to say we had the ball for over 10 minutes in the fourth quarter without a score.
0: We we definitely had and I always like to see it regardless of the outcome. I like to see us control the time of possession especially with the challenges we've had running the ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we time of possession, we had 33 minutes 33 seconds. They had 26 minutes 27 seconds. Okay. Um we did have some costly penalties at times but the penalties pretty close. They were 7 for 60. We were 8 for 70. Um, Again, would like to see a, a little more – I'd like to see some more turnovers. I'd like to see us – I know, right? It, it's – Pick Mafia.
2: I guess – Now, this team didn't throw the ball, like, at all.
0: They threw it, really? yeah. The, the quarterback – Now, the quarterback they had had the vast majority of their offense. Uh, Loxley, who I think was the second stringer heading into the season, he's the one that got arrested last summer mm-hmm. for making a domestic terrorist threat and marijuana and all the like. But he, um, he had a really solid game, 8 for 15, 109 yards through the air – uh, 12 carries for 114 yards on the ground the rest of the team only had 12 yards on the ground so he had 114 yards rushing the rest of the team had 12
2: and one of them was like a 70 yard td run
0: yeah 60 63 yard td run where he 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 you know he's fast he saw a hole right, right there in the middle and
2: just took off with well, it. and that's the guy that I mean coming out of high school he's recruited by everybody in the country yeah um he's one of those one of those five star blue chipper type of guys and he uh and i I don't know i guess it remains to be seen if he's going to be as good at college as he was in high school but the point is he has crazy 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 athletic ability and that can happen um would you like to limit that big play from a southern miss defensive perspective absolutely um but it's not like it happens at you know just some regular quarterback so you know Something that we have to work on. If we were doing that work on segment, I mean that that, would, that that's probably something you always want to limit as the big play, and um, and let's just hope that those kind of things you can you can get in the film room. The coaches can cope them, coach them up, and because um, I mean if that guy can do it, I mean Jamar Smith can do it, um, and and at some point we're going to play a team that's going to take a few chances through the air, and these defensive backs that we have are going are going to start to eat. Yeah, I think so. They're just too good. They're too good. They're too fast. They're too well coached to just keep going without these without these turnovers. Um, But usually when they start coming, they come in bunches. True. So maybe it's a good thing we hadn't had any yet. Yeah,
0: I mean, and two, you look at the opponents that you've played um, also in this game. I mean, when you hold a team to under 200 yards passing, I mean, they only had 168 yards through the air. I mean, you mentioned all these stats, and they're good. like,
2: "Yeah." You mentioned all the stats, and you're like, "Well, how, how did you win? Mean, not only win, but 31 to 13. It was way worse than that in person. Yeah, yeah. 31 to 13 is still a beat down, but I, it felt like 51 to 13. It could have been a lot. It could have been a lot. It should right. have been a lot worse than it was. Sure, but
0: we'll take it however we can get mm-hmm. it. At oh this yeah. Point. I, I definitely think you're seeing improvement in a lot of areas, and hopefully that can t- continue for the rest of the season. Now. Let's look at some of the conference games for the weekend because I think it was an interesting weekend in Conference USA. We're starting to get into conference play, mm-hmm. so you're starting to see you know, how things are going to shake out, how the standings are going to shake up. Are we going to be in the running for the West title? Are we going to be in the running to host the conference championship? Only thing we can trick – I think if we went out, I think we will host, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, there are some other things that could fall into place either either way that could influence the outcome of the season in Conference USA. So a couple of scores just off the top here. Um, Iowa, uh, number 14 Iowa, defeated Middle Tennessee State 48-3, the Golden Eagles, with two victories on the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then um, FAU, so this was kind of a, a battle for who was going to take over the conference lead in the East. Uh, FAU defeating Charlotte 45-27. to I think that that was, you know, That's Charlotte. That's a statement. That is definitely a statement. Um, scrolling through here, here, here was kind of a, this is why, I I, a, I haven't bet in a long time, and this was a game that was just sneaky to me from the get-go. So it, Western Kentucky opened as, like, what, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They immediately flipped to being a dog, and then they beat UAB at home 20-13. to 13. Didn't see that coming at all. I thought it was – when Vegas puts out a line like that where they have Western Kentucky as a three-point favorite, you gotta you got to just stay away from
2: games sure. like that.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt.
2: Yeah, oh. yeah. Run as fast as you can the other way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, then the Tech game and Rice. Rice almost won that game at Tech. I mean, look, that look, was... look,
2: look, look Rice. Rice is more scary to me than than I think a lot of people. Um, and maybe I'm just going back to that very first game of the year was where they played um, Army, I believe. I, I, you know, I hold Army in pretty high regard, and they gave Army all they wanted. And that's not an easy thing to do, that, especially with the offense that, that Army runs. Um, that triple option, is, you never see it, especially in Conference USA. And those guys were ready for it, which tells me that they're really well coached and tells me that athletically they've gotten better. They've been really bad for quite a while. Yeah. I I I um I I follow their Facebook guy. Um, we interviewed him a couple of years back. Yeah, good dude. And um and he's all he you know he was he was pumping them up pretty good before the season, and. So maybe they're just trying to get over that hump. And it is definitely not going to be a throw. I mean, they'll be better than UTEP, right? So a couple things go a little bit differently in that game. I mean, I'd like to think that we still come out with the win, but everybody remembers Austin Davis and UAB back in the day, 30 degrees, screwed the sugar bowl all up. Yeah. (laughs) So things can happen, man. And we're not good enough yet to look past anybody. Not at all. But I'm just saying that Rice – is is a little bit more of a test than people are giving them credit for. I think.
0: I I, I could I could see that. Um, at the same time, it should you know they're a nine and a half point dog to UAB, so you would think that we would um, we'd be heavily favored in that game. I'm
2: doing my best to pump up an 0-5 team, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, but it is what it is. I mean, we could still
0: definitely have trouble. So looking at the conference standing, so in the East, Western Kentucky two and zero. FAU 1-0, then Marshall, ODU, and Middleton haven't played a conference game yet. And then on the other side in the West, Louisiana Tech 2-0, Southern Miss 1-0, and North Texas 1-0. The rest of the teams have one loss apiece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at that, you know, I know Marshall was was a sneaky team in the East. FAU, one of the teams that predicted to, to have a shot to win it. Uh, Charlotte came on strong early this season. You thought they might be a contender. FAU 0-2, that, I think that was one of the picks. Mm-hmm. In, right. In the east. So that that side of the bracket's wide open. And then, you know, Southern Miss, I think it comes down to Tech, North Texas, and Southern Miss. And I'd like to think, you know, not just being a homer, but I'd like to think that we'd, you know, be the favorite at this point. and And this game against North Texas in – but a little under two weeks could help decide who's gonna who's going to not only be the you know take the lead in the West, but who has a shot to host the, t- the championship game.
2: I love the spot that Southern Miss is at right now with this buy. We have gone through the gauntlet of the of the four game stretch, and we made it through there two and two, which everybody we, we, that's kind of what we, we wanted. Three and one in a perfect world, four zero oh, wasn't gonna happen. Uh, two and two is probably where you wanted to be. Nothing worse than that. We came out of that, and then we came back home to UTEP. Like we said, made a statement we do a little bit better? Yeah. But still made that dominant statement. And now we have a bye waiting on North Texas to come to town for homecoming. And um, that's, it. That, that, that's, that's That's exactly that's exactly where I think that we need to be. And, and the most important number that we have right now is that, you know, zero in the loss column in conference. Right. You know, let's keep that zero right there and then just keep getting better. I think we've gotten better. I think we've gotten better every week this year. Um, Did the offense look as good against UTEP as it did against Troy? Maybe not, but we had to keep going to Troy. Yeah. I think if we had to this game, I think we would have. Yeah, sure. Right. Exactly. So that's a push, I guess. But defensively, I think we've better every single week. I, I so. think
0: we'll continue to get better. Right. And, and having this bye week this week, giving some guys a chance to heal up, you've got a couple of guys that have been a little banged up that we should get back for that North Texas game. I think so,
2: yeah.
0: You know, and if we don't have them for that game, we should have them shortly thereafter. I don't think we have too many season-ending injuries at this point, Mm -hmm. at least not that I'm aware of. Of course, they keep the injuries Mm -hmm. pretty silent. So the North Texas game, not getting ahead of ourselves, the North Texas game will be next Saturday. That Saturday, September the 28th at 6 p.m. That's going to be broadcast on Stadium on Facebook. The North Texas Mean Green, 2-3 on the year. At Southern Miss, 3-2 on the year. All-time, North Texas leads... The series seven to six, and North Texas has won the last three in this meeting, so it's about time for yes. Jay Hobson and roided out Sean
2: Hannity to square off
0: <laughs> and, and hop to finally uh, get the get get a victory in that series.
2: So Mason Fine has never lost to the Golden Eagles. I don't guess so. But well, you can't go four and zero. Can't go four and zero in your college career against, you know. Arguably the flagship team in the, in the conference, Maybe not even arguably. Um, I guess. But he's a good player. He is, he, he is he, he's yeah, a, a very he is good such player. A, he is such a good quarterback that it scares me uh, a little bit. But, damn it, it's time to, you know, you can't go 4-0. Not against Southern Miss. Not not this year. Well, not at home. Not on homecoming. Well, if you want to talk about,
0: you know, he's having a pretty solid year so thus far. So, let's look at this, okay? So, Mason Fine, uh 116. Uh, completions for 186 passes thrown, 1,293 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. Jack right now, 100 passes, 100 completions, 144 attempts, uh, 1,515 yards, nine TDs, and four interceptions. I will say this about Jack. One of the, the slights on him earlier in the year was um, his ability to hit on the deep ball. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the, I think he's one of the top 10 in the country as far as uh, passes per, I mean, Yards per reception.
2: Right. Um, how cool was that first play that we scored on with uh,
1: with the michael know, Harris?
2: I, yeah, I was reading the the article in the Clarion Ledger, I think, and um they said it was a double screen. I didn't even know that was a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, and uh but Jack pretty much outlined it, and he said, "Look, this is what we expected if they gave us this look." And um, and I knew that you know when this side wasn't there, the other side was going to be wide open, and it was. And he was just off to the races. Uh, yeah, he was. was. Um, that adds into that <laughs> average. I mean, that's, what, 70-some yards on that one or yeah. whatever it was. Um, and it's just a cool-looking play, something that we've been missing. for. <laughs> I mean, uh, you think about all
0: the highlights. You've got Jalon. You've got DMH. You've got Quez. I mean, that's a lot of speed for, yes. for Abraham to have um, in his arsenal, you know?
2: Well, and it shows with how he spreads the ball around. And, you know, heck, Quez had two catches. Yeah. Quest is going to be the Almost best player. Quest is going to be the best player on the football field in most games that we play this year, and we dominated with only throwing him two footballs. Yeah, absolutely. That's. I mean, that's, that speaks to your offense, speaks to the creativity of the offensive staff, and speaks to the execution of the players.
0: So this North Texas game coming up in a little under two weeks. Some promotions for that day. It is Letter Winners Day, so if you're a former letter winner, I believe you can get some tickets. They're going to honor you on the field at some point during the game as well. It's also the 1999 Conference USA Championship Reunion. So if you were on that team, hopefully you somebody's been in touch. Cancer Awareness, Alumni Association. Um, got some other promotions going on that day, some other ticket opportunities, I'm sure, as, as well as being homecoming. So everybody make plans to be out there for that. Why did I say September twenty? Add my notes. See, okay, I didn't update my notes, so we're not playing on September twenty eighth. We're playing them on October the twelfth. September twenty eighth would be like two days ago. That'd be two days. So it shows you I didn't update my. Notes. So yeah, that's gonna be October the twelfth <laughs> on Facebook uh, Stadium on Facebook. All right, back. So we got here to the we got here to Four Street Bar, and I realized I didn't have my notes. So I got the lovely Melissa to send me a picture of my notes. And I noticed where I didn't update the date on there. I usually just go update the week before. So just a heads up, but let's go back to something before, um, that, that I forgot to mention earlier, because we didn't do the good, the bad and what we need to work Mm -hmm. on for this game. But one thing that I would definitely have under good was having beer in the stadium. Yes. It was a far, it was, it was historic drinking history and, and (laughs) releasing it into the, (laughs) but it was a great time. Um, and I didn't really have a problem with the line. I guess the only issue that we had was uh, a beer that the wife was looking for was not in the selection, in the end zone. But I guess they had it on a different side or something. But uh, nonetheless, beers were cold. Uh, I had no trouble
2: with the line. I, I, had, I have no complaints. Those ladies made a bunch of tips, too. You know, and I asked them. I don't think any – think, I think I went and got four or five beers. I can't remember. But um, – but each time there might have been like three or four people in front of me, but they had the little, kind of like an airplane—I mean, airport-style uh, roped-off section to, to get you through there. So there's no button, there's no anything. Everybody was just happy that it was there. I think the prices were fantastic—six bucks and eight bucks. You can't beat that. No, not at all. I, I, I really, I really wasn't expecting that, um, but it was nice. And, and and the ladies were working; they were working hard, um, yeah. but, and they were getting rewarded too with the tips. So. That, that was that was really cool. Um, if, as long as we're talking about the good and the bad, not, not even from the game, but what did you think about the about the team entrance? It's kind of weird, wasn't it? Had um, some fireworks on this side, and then they did Thunderstruck for a second, and then Thunderstruck went away, and then they did some band, and then, then they ran in, and I don't know. I thought it was – I was like, do I, do I cheer now? Do
0: I – I don't know. Yeah, they might have had a hiccup there, but <laughs> I really, honestly, I think I was – when they were – I went to the restroom, I think I was running down the stairs when they were running out. Okay. So I was just trying to, like, you know, be in the moment there.
2: Yeah. Everything else was cool, man. Audio was cool. Everything yeah. looked good. Stadium looked nice, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it did. St- it was, stadium looked nice. It was good. You know, you, would, uh, you know, again, I don't think it's anything to really complain about. I don't think you can really complain about the crowd because it's kind of what it is at this point. But for what it was – for what how the crowds have been the past few years, I thought it was a decent crowd. I think when you get into these, this next game should be a little more challenging, and it may, maybe, a situation where it, it, it keeps people. Are I hope we blow them out in the first quarter, and it's not even a game. And sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not leaving early, but um, I love the games where we get it out of hand quick. But yes. this one could be a little more exciting than, than some of the ones we've had thus far this season.
2: It's stacking up that way. Um, I'd like to see the black and gold chant come back. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, as long as we're just nitpicking here. But, uh, yeah, you know, I like to see that black and, jo- black and gold chant come back. But other than that, every, everything was uh, – I mean, I had such a good time. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that went to that football game that didn't have a good time. I know some people had a really good time and never made it into the stadium. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know, namely
2: you, namely, my wife. And yeah. I know
0: some <laughs> people were, were, you know, wanting to see more out of the team, and I get that. Uh-huh. Um, totally get that. But, but I think that uh, for where we are – I think we're in a pretty good spot the rest, you know, for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. I can't wait for two. I don't know what I'm going to I was going to try to do something this weekend, but I decided not to. Um, maybe I'll just watch this game on replay.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do either, man. We might get out of town. We might just. Heck, we might come up here to 4th Street. We might get like a 24-hour up, babysitter. Come just come up to 4th Street and just
0: do our thing. I've got tickets to the Pelicans practice Saturday night, but Pelican? I don't. Pelican? That will be <laughs> fun. And the Saints play the Bucks, but I'm not, I don't think I feel like going to New Orleans this weekend. I'm gonna save my energy for that homecoming weekend because I think it's gonna be a marathon. Um, so should be a good time. Again, thanks. Shout out to everybody who who came by, and said hey to us, everybody that we ran into, um, everybody. You know, uh, well, we appreciate all the compliments about the show. I got quite a few walking so around. Down, right. Um, I hate that I can't remember all the names. I can't. You know, there's some people. It's pretty say, easy to remember ours though when it's like written on the shirt. Well, if they get us right, which I don't I don't blame well. them if they don't. But <laughs> um, there's several times I say hey to people, and I'd recognize them, and I'd be like, oh, I know this. I, let me just scroll through my Twitter and see if I can find it. Sure. No, <laughs> you know, but, same way. But God, we love all of you, man. I appreciate everything. So let's shut it down. Special thanks to Slade White up here at the 4th Street Bar. Shout out to 4th Street Bar the presenting sponsor for to the top talk come by here get a plate lunch come by here watch some monday night football uh come by before or after a game it's always a great time shout out to college sports unfiltered if you want to talk some trash for some pretty knowledgeable southern sports fans go check them out shout out to jason baker at the prestige insurance agency which we had a great visit with jason yes before the so I, I mean like i liked him but i really liked him after that yeah, like he's got all he's got some incredible stories. We've got to get him on the pod. we got to get point. him on the pod at some point. Mm-hmm. We probably need to get him when he's not in season, so maybe he can be a little more open with. <laughs> 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 no, but he is. He, he was. It was a treat catching up with him before the game. Shout out to Susan Bailey. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to men of Pike Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Jason, you got any shout outs?
2: Real quick, we already talked about it a little bit, but Steve and Donnie, man, thank you so much. Shout out to those guys for bringing the uh, the budan and the tenderloin. Co- oh yeah. Cooper picked uh, oh, yeah. it up real nice. Cooper, the girl basket um, He Jeremy sat there Cooper. for like two and a half hours. Shout out to him. Shout out to Ernie and Chad again. And um, and also wow. shout out to Gloria, my ticket office. Um, yeah, she lady. came by. She came by, said hi. That's something that you really don't have to do. I think she just saw us down there and wanted to come and say hello. But she's fantastic at her job. She's probably got a bright future in that in that arena. So um, shout out to Gloria as well. Yeah, that was cool. She came down to the seats. I didn't see my ticket
0: guy Hooks. I mean, I've seen him. Quite a few times, but he yeah. probably was liquored up or something, and
2: you got to ship some over to glory. Tickets.
0: Yes, and yeah. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm hooked till I die. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you guys, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Uh, look for to-, to the top talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and review, and whatnot. Got some pretty cool announcements coming up. I kind of alluded to it on social media this past week. But got a pretty cool project that I'm a part of that should be you should be learning about soon. No, Melissa's not pregnant. No, I'm <laughs> I didn't get another job. Uh it's it kind of got another job. I kind of got Yeah, but that's not that's not the announcement. The announcement is uh it should be coming soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll share it on social media whenever it comes out and about. So Jason, we got a week to kill man before we can think about getting back in the groove again. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the line will be with Southern Miss and North Texas. There's a couple of games this weekend that, you know, there's a lot of teams off this weekend in conference USA, which I guess everybody's kind of thinking the same thing we all were thinking. Um, our next opponent, North Texas is off this week. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So huh. you're going to have both of our teams coming off of a bye, um, which hey, the bye didn't work out too well for Troy. So, you know, I guess I'd rather us both be in the same same boat on that. But it will give us a chance to heal up a little bit.
2: How many teams do we play after a bye this year? Let's get let's get Nathan Hosey on that.
0: Uh, if I have to talk to Nathan, then that's just. <laughs> Marshall and Middleton play this week. Uh, it's a conference game. West Western Kentucky, ODU. Uh, UTSA and UTEP, that'll be a slobber knocker. And then Rice and UAB, those are the two games in the West. So it's really, I mean, Tech's not playing this weekend. We're not playing. Uh, UNT's not playing. Wow. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how that plays out. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. 臭了